Jesus. To you belong all power, Jesus. Whenever we call your name, you make a way. Your name is a strong tower, Jesus. I just need somebody in one minute to call upon the name of Jesus. Just call upon the name of Jesus. Because he has all power in his hands. We call upon your name Jesus tonight. We call upon your name Jesus tonight. The name that at the mention of the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. That he is Lord. His name is a strong tower. Just raise your voice and say your name is a strong tower. We hide under your tower, Jesus. We hide under your power. To you belong all power. Jesus. Whenever we call your name. He always, he always, he always. He has never failed. And he will never fail you. Hey, I need people who will back on the name of Jesus over the situation. Say, your name is a strong tower. Jesus, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor, Jesus. Because whenever we mention the name of Jesus over every situation, over every problem, you answer, you answer, you answer, you respond, you respond. Say your name as a strong Jesus, Jesus will find no other name. I have found no other name that is greater. I have found no other name that is better. I have found no other name that standeth sure. Hey, he makes away your name. His name. His name. His name. Your name is a strong tower. If you believe it, just call upon the name of Jesus. If you believe it, just call upon the name of Jesus. Over everything that concerns me, I call the name of Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Right now, I'm going to just give you 30 seconds and somebody just call upon the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and call upon the name of Jesus over the thing that you are going through. Hey, I call upon the name of Jesus over my current situation. I call upon the name of Jesus. I hide myself under his wings. I hide myself under his protections. Over the sickness, I call upon the name of Jesus. Your name is a strong tower. Your name is a strong tower. And when we run into it, we are saved. And when we run into it, we are delivered. And when we run into it, we are sure that it answers whenever we call. Yes. Whenever we call. Yes, you make a way. One more time, your name is a strong tower.
in the noon, in the night, you answer. Your name is a strong Somebody just roar the name of Jesus. All over this room, just roar the name of Jesus. All over this room, just roar in your spirit. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Any anamatos and the lika basanda bahande. Ranamatos and the lika basonda bahande bahande. Ranamatosi anamande. Jesus, 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 Jesus. There's something special about the name of Jesus. There is something special about the name of Jesus. Yinamakosi anamande. We call upon that name in the morning. In the noon, in the night, in the midnight, he answers us. There is something special about the name of Jesus. That name of Jesus that heals. That name of Jesus that changes things, that turns situations around. That name of Jesus that every other name bows to. I need somebody who would just say, Jesus, I call unto you. Abba Father, I cry out to you tonight. Abba Father, I cry out to you tonight. My intercessor, Jesus. My deliverer Jesus my way maker Jesus my friend Jesus my lover Jesus you are everything to me Jesus you are all that I want Jesus you are all that I need Jesus somebody begin to roar the name of Jesus all over this room just roar Jesus 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 if you need Jesus to touch you Jesus touch Touch me. Let's use Anamakosi Anamande. Anakosi Anamande. We call upon your name, Jesus. We call upon your name, Jesus. We cry, Jesus. We cry, Jesus. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. The blessed one, Jesus. The loving Father, Jesus. Our greatest friend, Jesus. The beloved one, Jesus. Whenever I call his name, he makes a way. His name is a strong tower, Jesus. Whenever I call his name, he delivers me. His name is a strong tower. Jesus. Whatever is your testimony, just say, whenever I call his name, whatever he has done for you, he heals my body. His name is a strong tower. I don't know what your testimony of Jesus is, but I need you to declare it right now. Whenever I call his name, hey, he shows up every time. His name is a strong tower, Jesus. Whenever we call your name in the refinery, Lord, you make a way. Your name is a strong tower, Jesus. 
Jesus Something special Supernatural About your name Jesus Something happens When I mention Your name For demons has to flee When I say Jesus Sicknesses they have to hear when I call Jesus. Jesus. Hey, and every knee will bow before him, and every tongue confess his holy name. Every time, for when I call upon his name, Jesus. Something special, something special. It's so supernatural. It's supernatural. It's supernatural about your name, Jesus. Something happens when we mention, when we mention, when we call upon your name. In unity, can we all roll out the name of Jesus? Hey, I don't think I have people who have experienced Jesus. Ask your neighbor, have you experienced Jesus? <laughs> if you have an experience of Jesus, you will know that when they tell you to call upon the name of Jesus, there is never a low moment to scream that name. Ah, oh, son of my coach. Has somebody seen Jesus show up for them before? If you are among the, the, the few that has experienced Jesus and you know Jesus from within and you want to experience this Jesus in, in unity of faith as, as members of the refinery that God and Jesus, the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit has shown up for like never before. I want you to roar the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Let's come together and have your, our seats. As kings and queens, let's come together and have our seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's a good day to be in the presence of God. It's a good day to be in the house of God. God is here. God is here. So today we're just going to be going through the scriptures together and learning one of you things. Hearing from God. Hearing from God. So I've discovered that we are so used to speaking to God and have so much experience in speaking to God. So receiving from God is as easy as speaking with him. So we're going to be talking on hearing from God today. So I've discovered that one of our greatest gifts of salvation is the fact that we have access to now go to God, right? The veil has been 
broken. We now have access to God. We now have access to speak to him. We have an intercessor, Jesus, who speaks on our behalf. You know, who comes in when the enemy tries and he comes in to say that I will speak on your behalf. We have access now to Jesus, to God himself. The greatest gift of salvation is not only speaking to God, it's hearing from God and more so knowing that God is the one speaking and you can hear him identifying that this is the voice of God. So how many of us know that God speaks per time, per second, per minute? He's speaking through various things. How many of us have that understanding? You have that understanding. God speaks. So for, for me too, if God speaks per time, why do we still have problem hearing from him? Why do we still come to that point where we say we are not hearing from him? I still need to hear from God. So what is the niche? What, 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 what is the problem? What is the thing that might be the issue? I was talking with someone someday and she said, grow your spiritual muscles to hear from God. Prayer is a dialogue, not a monologue. It's not a one-way street. It is a two-way street. I talk to God and he in turn responds to me. Then I have a complete praying circle. Right. And we've laid this foundation sometime that the answers we receive from God is either a yes or no or wait. So when I'm praying, God is responding. He's either saying yes or he's saying no or he's saying Wait. So until I grow my spiritual muscles, then I would be able to know what God is actually saying, hearing from God. The moment as a believer I stop hearing from God, I begin to live blindly. Because when we came to Christ, when we received salvation, he said what? He has now given to us the Holy Spirit. What is the work of the Holy Spirit? To lead, to guide. So that means I now have a guide. I now have something that is speaking to my spirit. I now, there's now an exchange, a different spirit. So whenever I, I am not hearing from God, I'm listening. I'm living outside of the leading of that spirit. So I am living blindly. So as much as I pray, that should be as much as I hear from God. Are we together? So instead of going through life blindly, you need to constantly grow your spiritual muscles to hear from God. Because I'm among the crop of believers that I won't take the next step without saying, God said, take this step. So I will become stagnant if God is not saying. When, when I move this way, I would hit this speaker right here if it's not God telling me to move right. So I move blindly if I'm outside of hearing from God. So today, I want us to just learn more about hearing from God. And God speaks to us in various ways. He speaks to us through the Bible. He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us through situations. He speaks to us through men. He speaks to us through peculiar experiences that, are, that is going on in our lives. Now, how do I grow to hearing God? I first of all have to pursue God. 
I first of all have to pursue God. Pursuing God is essential to hearing from him. Pursuing God, growing an intimate relationship with God is, would determine the level at which I hear him. Now, you would wonder why I would take my prayer request. Abraham is my bishop. I'll take my prayer request to Abraham and say, Abraham, please pray for me. And boom, the next minute, Abraham is telling me, God, are we together? Abraham is telling me what? But why didn't God say God said to me? There is a level of relationship Abraham has had with God that when God says, he swiftly hears. He swiftly picks. He has pursued God to an extent. He has grown intimate with God to an extent. He has developed a level of spiritual intimacy with God to an extent. So he swiftly knows and recognizes the voice of God. Now let me put this analogy. Um, Osas. I'm not your biological mother, but I could call you up if you didn't have my number. And Osa speaks up the phone call. And the next thing she goes is like, who is this? Right? And maybe I've talked to her like 30 seconds. And goes like, who is this? I know this voice, so. Right? But I'm not sure. But even if your biological mother calls you up right now, with a strange number, when you hear the, vo the voice, the first thing you go is like, ah, mommy, right? There is a level of intimacy and relationship. The level of relationship we have is not as close as the level of relationship she has with her mother. God needs us to come to more than that level of relationship with him so that we can hear him and recognize his voice even better. That is why the bishop would hear better than myself. Because the, 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 the relationship is father with me. Also, developing a conversational relationship with God. Talking with God. Now, I said something. Prayer is dialogue. It is not monologue. It is dialogue. Now, developing a conversational relationship, I'll, I'll try to relate this with our everyday life. When you wake up in the morning, if you're a lover of conflict, the first thing that comes to your mind is, ah, I want conflicts for breakfast. Right? Developing a relationship with God is knowing that when I wake up in the morning, I should have my spiritual food as my first meal of the day. Right? I should crave even more for a conversation with my father than I do for conflicts, than I do for Godimo, than I do for Akara, than I do for tea, than I do for which other breakfast? Sorry? Custard, oats, eggs in the morning. So pursuing God is developing a conversational relationship with him, developing an intimate relationship with him, and regularly focusing attention on him. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. Regularly focusing attention on him. We all know how, I, I believe we all come to this point where we have gotten to life where we say we are so busy, right? This is taking us back to the basics. We are so busy. Like, when I wake up in the morning, I have to go to work. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do that. But I need to know that in all of my doings, attention needs to be focused on my father. Or else, 
Any relationship that you don't give attention to is going to what? It's going to what? Even your relationships with your spouses, friends, you don't give attention to it. It's going to, you don't focus on it. It's going to, you are not answering now because I, you know I'm saying the truth. It's going to, in developing and pursuing God, we must understand something. The scripture says, you shall seek me and find me. Once you focus attention on God, this is the promise that hangs on. Once you seek him, you will find him. Because he's there waiting. When you search for me with all your focusing attention. Focusing attention to have a relationship. Not to meet a routine. Not to say, oh, I ticked it off. It's good to tick it off your calendar. Oh, I did devotion today. It's exciting to tick it off your calendar. But you focus attention to pursue God, to, to develop a relationship with him. Then, when there is a relationship, when he speaks, you know he's the one speaking. So someone would, would ask me a question, and I can answer on behalf of reverend. I am just his wife, but to an extent, I know what he's thinking. To an extent, it is the level of relationship that has been built by God's grace for eight years now. <laughs> it's the level of relationship that has been built. And our relationship is to find God when we search for him with all our heart. Proverbs 8, 17. Proverbs 8, 17. Okay. I love them that love me, and those that seek me shall find me. There is no way you can give attention to God and you won't find him. It's the scripture, it's the word of God. To an extent, I know that God doesn't live outside of his words. And he, he does not. He has never lived outside of it. So when I'm craving to hear God, I know that God will speak to me. When I'm craving to know him, I know that when I seek him, I would find him. It is his promise. It is his word to his children back there and even to his children now. And more so to you and I. Psalm 14 verse 2. It said, the Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. Verse 3. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. So, God is constantly looking down. And he's looking for who is calling upon me. And sometimes we are calling, but yet we are not wanting to, him to respond to that call. We call and get distracted. We call and get busy. We call and there's no meditation. We call and there's no quiet time. So it is, it's not God, hearing from God, do not ever come to the point that God isn't speaking. It's not God that is not speaking. It is you that isn't receiving. 
It is you that is not receiving. It is you that is not creating that time and relationship with him to know what he is actually speaking about. Relationship is built over time. Let's go back to the relationship thing. If I am dating him and we are not creating time for each other, we won't get to know each other. I won't get to know what he likes. I, he wouldn't get to know what I like. So you see, in a relationship, it always comes to that point where, where, where can we, when can we see, not out of selfish motives right now, when can we see is always there. We always want time to talk so that basically, so we can get to know each other if this relationship would work. But with God, it is different because your relationship with him would always work, whether you are good or whether you are bad. He says, when you seek me, you will find me. When you speak, I would respond. It is a promise, but it has to be built out of commitment, out of pursuing, out of developing a relationship with him from our own end, out of opening up our spiritual signals to hear from him from our own end. Because you know what? He's just standing there. Verse two, he's just standing there looking and waiting for that one person that would give our relationship time. So, if you have DSTV, you have cable TV at home, you would understand that they run 24 hours, right? So any point of the day, you can just go open my own to watch CNN and CNN pops up, right? You can do that. So you can't sit back with your TVs turned off and say CNN isn't working. That's what it's like. Because it's actually working. But what do you need to do? You need to put it on. You need to turn on the decoder to actually, so your signals need to be on to hear from God because God is always on and God is always speaking. His channels do not have errors. It's our channels that have errors and we need to fix our receivers. Tell your neighbor, fix your receivers. Oh, says, get a neighbor. Fix your receivers. <laughs> Hallelujah. As a sheep, the scripture says, as a sheep, my sheep do what? Let's go back to that scripture. Um, John 10, John 10 verse 3. Just 10, John 10 verse 3. It said, to him that, to, to him the potter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Verse 4. And when he put forth his own sheep, he went forth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Verse 5. And a stranger will they not follow, but we flee from them, for they know not the stranger's voice. God is speaking. And sometimes the error of hearing could be that you do not know that he is the one speaking. You do not know. Because the phone call, I am speaking, but yet she keeps asking. Right? Who is this? But do I keep talking? Yes. So God sometimes is speaking, but the problem is that you do not know that he is the one we need to fix our receivers. But by virtue of a relationship with him, when he speaks, 
I know he's speaking and I know he is the one speaking. Sometimes God goes out of his way and out of his mercy and grace to act on our behalf for us before we see the miracle and then we begin to recognize, ah, it's actually God. So it was God that was telling me this. Have we ever had such experiences? So it's God that was telling me this thing. But when he was speaking at that point in time, what was limiting you from actually knowing that, yes, this is God. Fix your receivers. Develop a relationship. When the father talks, my sheep will follow me. They know my... See, you, you, you know his voice. It's a relationship thing. It's an intimacy thing. Your Christian life must be so conducive to know and hear the voice of God, even with the busyness of life, even with the noise of life, even with the noise of life. So it brings me to the point where I say that hearing from God has to do with intentionality. Anything that is not dedicated to with intention would be jabba, 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 jabba. So you see, you, you, you start living your life thinking that, okay, that day God spoke to me. Today, God did not say anything. <laughs> Next tomorrow, oh, God spoke to me. There is no intentionality. There is no intentionality. Intentionality comes in your life as a believer. If you can get to the place of meditation, to hearing from God, my intentionality is here, is, is coming intentionally to say, Father, I want to hear from you. I would be still. I would be still. Even with all the crowdness and business of all that I need to do, I would be still and bring my, myself to the place of quietness from the noise to hear from God. When the scripture is talking about secret place, it's just bringing yourself to a place where it's you and God and say, Father, speak to me. Do we have time for such intentionality in our lives as believers? Do we get carried away by the business of the day and by the, uh, um, and by the things that satisfy our flesh the most but yet the father is craving for a relationship with us? Are we more dedicated to our relationship with men than our relationship with the father? Your relationship with man will only be successful if there's a good relationship with the father because he's going to teach you all things, because he's going to teach you how to discern. He's going to teach you the motives of men. He's going to teach you how to be proactive with the relationship of a man. He's going to teach you what to say to that man. He's going to teach you to say what to say at your workplace. He's going to teach you everything to have a good relationship with man. So you, you, the reason why probably you are saying, no, I don't have good friends. I've never had a good relationship. Oh no, everything around me isn't working. Hey, go back, fix your receiver. There's a relationship that is wrong. You've not given intentionality to that relationship. You've not given commitment to the relationship with the father. The moment you became a believer, you, became, you, be, you, you, you now work in a different dimension. You now live by the Spirit. Give attention to that part of you. Give attention. Give commitment. Give intentionality to it. Now somebody will say, hearing from God, how does God speak? God speaks through various things. Like we said, he speaks through men. He speaks through the scripture. He speaks through the Bible. But basically, God is a spirit and he speaks to our spirit firstly. He's a spirit. When you came to Christ, there was an exchange. The spirit of God now dwells on the inside of you. So if God is ministering to you by virtue of the scripture that you have read, he's going to minister to you through your spirit. 
He's going to minister to you through your spirit. John 4 verse 24. He said, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in. We are created for worship. And we know in this house that when we talk about worship, we're not talking about singing alone. We're talking about living a life that pleases the Father. We're talking about living a life that reverences the Father. We're talking about living a life that acknowledges God. So in my living my life, I must understand that my spirit being is being ministered to by the Spirit of God firstly and somebody will say i don't understand that now this also personally was a struggle with me but you know communication was god can in our spirit is is expressed in your thoughts is expressed in your thoughts because the scripture says what as a man thinketh in his heart so so he is so if i carry the spirit of god on the inside of me my heart is being ministered to by who the spirit of God. My thoughts become an expression channel through which God is speaking. So if you're having bad thoughts, there's an error in your relationship with God. That means the spirit of God needs to take over the heart place of you. So that the, the thoughts part of you is renewed. God speaks to us through our, our, our spirit, expressed through our thoughts. So I fall back to that point in time when you are taking a, a decision and you thought about it. You thought about it, but you didn't do anything about it. Okay, okay, let me take this one. You're about to go on a trip. You're about to go on a trip. Benin to Lagos, for example, or Benin to anywhere. And suddenly you are, you, you, you are the bus park and your spirit tells you don't go. Your spirit tells you don't enter this bus. You bought your bus tickets already. Or you bought your flight tickets, whichever one it is. And you suddenly drop it and say no. I, I changed my mind. I won't go on this journey. And you hear that the boss had an accident at the end of the day. What made you take that decision? You will say, hey, that's, the thought just came, right? The spirit of God ministered to your spirit, expressed in your thoughts not to take that decision. God ministers to our hearts and our thoughts gives way. It comes as thoughts. Some people will say it as impressions in your heart. Those are channels through which God speaks to you. The spirit of God speaks to your spirit. It's expressed through impressions in your heart. Thoughts. Thoughts. Sometimes there are decisions you're about to take and yet you stand and say, no, 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 I won't take it. And when something happens, you say, ah, hey, hey, I was saying it all. It was in my heart. That was the spirit of God leading you. That's the spirit of God channeling your path. The spirit of God speaks to us through our prayer time. We already expressed that. We already um, said that. It's not, it's not, it's not a, a, a monologue. It's a dialogue. When you talk to God, give time for God to talk back to you. Do not be in a hurry. Do not be in a hurry when you pray. When you pray, have time for meditation. The meditation time is the fruitful time. Because at the point where you are praying, you are just talking. And at the end of the day, it's like God is saying, wait for me to talk now. Wait for me. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait, wait, wait. You are talking, talking. Wait, wait. I want to, I want to talk back. But how do I hear him talk back if I don't have a place of meditation? Meditation is part of your prayer time. It's not separate. 
Some of you might say, no, I don't have time to, for meditation. As a believer, have a quiet time. Tell your neighbor, have a quiet time. <laughs> you can't live life by the noise. You have to live life by the word and by the spirit. Most of us have rushed time with God. Most of us come to God with our own agenda listed out. Today as I'm going to pray, Father, this one, Father, this one, Father, this one, Father, this one. After all of that, God said, okay, let me speak. So even when God is speaking, even when God is speaking, you're not hearing. You're not hearing. And sometimes... Our limitation could be, this is a very dangerous one, could be that we want to hear God when we need to hear God. I only want to hear from God when I need to hear from God. But sometimes God wants to tell you some things that you're not asking for. God wants to tell you some things that you are not praying about. Because your human mind is limited. So the things that you pray about are only things that probably you can think about. That's why we also go to the extent of expressing ourselves in the spirit and touch even the things that our words cannot cover. And sometimes our hearts cannot even grasp at the point in time. Sometimes God wants to talk to you too about those things that you are not thinking about. But in the prayer time, it's always a one-way street. How does he talk to you about it? You create time for meditation. Our failure to hear from God and his voice when we want to is due to the fact that we do not hear him in general. We do not hear him in general. We want to hear him when we need to hear him. I want to hear God when I want something. When I want God to speak to me about something. So how do you feel when I only come to you, peace, when I want something from you? How do you feel? Only when I need answer to that, that question. And I say, oh, peace, peace, hey, peace, how far now? Oh, yeah, peace, talk to me. I know I'm not spoken to you in a long time. Oh, yeah. Then I give you all the attention and all the time. How do you feel? That means I want to hear her when I want to. But there are sometimes when she just feels like calling me up. Okay, probably I call her and we talk for 30 minutes because I need something. But there are sometimes when she calls me and I'm like, hey, please say sorry, I'm just busy. Oh, I'm just busy. Let me call you back. Me, but I never call back. Right? So the limitation to hearing from God could also be that we want to hear him when we want to hear him. May God break us from those circles in Jesus' name. God isn't the problem. Tell your neighbor, God isn't the problem. Our receivers is the problem. And God is fixing it. When we implore God to speak, we must take a faith stand to listen. Hearing from God has to do with listening. To listen. When we listen and obey, our relationship with him is transformed. It's transformed. When you listen and obey, the relationship with him now grows. It now grows. You now build trust because you can now speak to him, hear from him. It builds. Someone, someone, someone said to me, was he some weeks ago? He says that 
the more I build a relationship with God, kind of answer of what I'm saying, but I just thought of it and bless someone. The, the, the more I speak and build a relationship with God, the more I begin to see myself better. I didn't know what she meant by that, but she just said it to me. We're talking about something and she mentioned it to me. And I went back and I, I was sharing with somebody. I said, if I am made in his image and his likeness, is that not what the word says? He made me in his image and his likeness. So the more I create a relationship with him, the more I know what I'm made of. Right? Because I'm a replica of, of Christ, of God. So the more I grow that relationship with him, the more I begin to know his thoughts, the more I begin to know his mind, the more I begin to know how he speaks, then the more it begins to transform my thoughts, it begins to transform my mind, it begins to teach me also how to live. Praise God. When God speaks, lastly, when God speaks, it does not contradict the scripture. When God speaks, it doesn't contradict the scripture, what is already written. It doesn't contradict it. God speaks to your situation. What he does is that he applies that written word, speaks it to your spirit, and you apply it to your situation. That's what hearing from God looks like. So if somebody, the moment I take my prayers to the bishop, and the bishop comes, and tells me something outside of the word of God, I begin to question where the bishop heard, heard from, right? So in hearing from God, whether hearing from him directly or hearing from him from another source, I don't believe any of us will, would, will run to our bishop per second. We are built too well in this house to go into the place of prayer ourselves. It's good to tell somebody, pray for me, stand with me in faith. But we're not lazy in this house but if at any point the bishop comes and says i heard from god and he's not aligned with the word of god it's the best time to say i enter my secret place and hear from the father myself it's time to know that i grow myself intentionally to hearing from god somebody stand up on your feet tonight we're just going to pray and say father open my ears open my heart to hear from you it's a sweet thing as a believer to be able to stand and hear from God. It's sweet when you know what God is saying. See, eh? I'm saying this, I'm having goosebumps on my, on my body. It's an experience that you should launch into. To know that the Father is speaking to my spirit. I can hear him. I know it's the Father speaking. Open your mouth and say, Lord, open my heart. Open my heart. Open my heart. I receive grace to be committed to our relationship. Ah, uh, I receive the grace. He said he will make all grace abound unto you. You are sufficient in every good work. It's a good thing. <laughs> he called us his son. As a son, I'm supposed to be able to hear when my father speaks. As his sheep, I'm supposed to hear when my father says, come. I'm supposed to hear when my father says, stop. I'm supposed to know when my father says, go. Say, father, 
open my heart. Open my heart. Open my heart. I receive grace to be committed to our relationship. I receive grace to be devoted to our relationship. I break out from the chains of a one-way street with you. I break out from the chains of a selfish relationship with you. God, my ears are open. Speak to me per time. Speak to me per second. And you know what's the sweetest? When you know how God speaks to you. In the Barbie convention, Pastor Bolaji mentioned this. No patterns. Patterns. Know how God speaks to you. Do you know how God speaks to you? Does he minister songs to your spirit? Does he minister his words to your spirit? Does he minister to you through situations? Do you know how God speaks to you? Patterns. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Oh, Shana Makosh. I want to see you. The reason why we want to see, the reason why we want to hear God is not for selfish gains. It's so that he would be glorified in us and through us. Is that the reason why you want to hear from the Father? It's not because we need something. No. It's just so that your name is glorified. So that I experience you, God, here on earth. That is what it means to have heaven on earth. That is what it means. I can hear from God. I have access to the Father. He's speaking to my heart. He's speaking to my mind. He's speaking to my situation. I know he's the Father speaking. I can hear him. Oh, Shana Makosh. We want to hear you and see you so that your name will be glorified in us. If that's somebody's wish, just raise your hands. Just raise your hands and say, God, I want to hear you. I want to see you so that you would be glorified in me and through me. Oh, Siana Mande Bashonda Bahani. Oh, Shana Mako Siana Hane. To see you highly lifted up, shining in the light of your glory, pour out your power and love as we see holy, holy, holy. To see you highly lifted up, oh, shining in the light of your glory oh pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. if it's your heart cry I want to see you every day every moment every time I want to see you I want to see you I want and recognize you, Lord. I want to see you. Oh, Daddy, your children, they are calling to you, Lord. Daddy, your children, they want to hear from you, Lord. Daddy, your children, they want to hear from you, Lord. Somebody you are craving to hear from God for your next level. Just say, Daddy, I want to hear from you, Lord. I want to hear from you. 
I want to hear from you, Jesus. Speak to my spirit. Speak to my heart, Lord. Oriana You just need that one word for your next level. Just that one word from God. But if your heart is so distracted, how do you get to hear that one word? Daddy, I want to hear you. I want to hear you. We want to hear you. Oh, oh. And Daddy, we want to hear you, God. Daddy, Daddy, I love. We want to make you proud. We want to make you smile. Daddy Jesus. Oh, Shana Mako, Shana Mande Bo, Shana Hande Bahande. I just want us to take one minute in this house right now and just allow God to speak to your hearts. Just, just allow God to speak to your heart. <laughs> 